Have you ever been somewhere where you're not quite sure of the rules and you do something or you don't do something and instantly you just know that you crossed a boundary? Well, you see, I think that happens so much for so many horses, particularly ex-race horses. And I also think that it's up to us, the riders, it is our responsibility to really and truly begin to get clear on our boundaries with our horses so that they can, well, play within the lines. That's what I want to talk about today. Hey there and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Orna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach. And I'm here today to help you have better conversations with your horse. You see, I think if you, the rider, understand things a little better, well, goes without saying the horse is going to too. Okay, so we said all about OTTBs, all about how often the boundaries are a little bit blurred. And what I want to dive in today is to how you can begin to A, identify where there may be a little bit of a boundary issue, and then also how you can then begin to, well, re-school, reinforce or reset that boundary for both you and your horse. You see, a lot of the times I think, and maybe you put your hand up to this one, that many of our challenges with horses, and today we're focusing specifically on OTTBs and X-race horses, but a lot of the challenges we have with them are due to mismatched expectations. It kind of looks like you expecting one thing to happen and your horse expecting the other thing to happen. And when that happens, there can be this complete breakdown of communication and whether it's happening on the ground and I do think that this is a big part of it um, on the ground or whether it is coming across into the actual ride itself any sort of area that there are not clearly marked boundaries and clearly understood boundaries key point here folks okay your horse has to understand them okay but um, if they are not there you are going to have issues and you're going to begin to feel feelings like frustration excess tension annoyance irritation and even sometimes just overwhelm it's like the horse just won't do what i want the horse to do Meanwhile, the horse has no cooking clue what you want him to do, okay? So it's really, really important that you deal with this. Now, where I like to start all conversations boundary related is with regards to really understanding what you want and what you don't want. It's surprising how many riders are not clear on that. They don't really know where the line is. In fact, they're often there's no line. The line depends on the mood they're in at that particular point. And can you see how, if that's been your relationship with your horse so far, it'd be a little confusing to work with you. <laughs> if, if things were changing on a day-to-day basis based purely on your mood or your energy levels or whatever's going on in your life at that particular moment in time, 
it would be very confusing for your horse to try and meet any expectations, okay? So it's really important that you get really clear on what you want and what you don't want. And that's as simple as it is. That's all a boundary is. This is acceptable. This is not acceptable. But getting clear on that will then allow you to actually go and then begin to communicate that to your horse. Now, once you're clear on it, the second part, obviously the communication, that is a little bit more tricky because very often our horses, and particularly if they've just kind of freshly come from the track, and this is all horses, by the way, not just thoroughbreds. This applies to all horses. I want to speak specifically about X race horses today, but all horses. And um, but with X race horses, if they've just come from the track, they probably know things differently to how you know things. And where I would say to begin that conversation is on the ground now. If we, you've been here for any length of time, you do know that I really, really highly regard voice aids for this type of work. I think your voice is really important. First of all, um, just saying what you want out loud kind of reinforces it in your own head, gets you all clear, make sure that, yes, that is exactly what I want to happen. And sometimes as riders, if we're feeling a bit muddled, just saying out loud, like speaking to your horse. Your horse doesn't really care less what you're saying, but speak away to your horse. Tell your horse what you're looking for, but doing so helps you to clarify it in your head. Now, obviously that is not the only benefit of the voice aid. So the other reason that I really enjoy using voice aids is that by kind of, if you want changing, tweaking the tone or the speed or the pitch that you're delivering, whatever it is you're delivering, you can get different communication messages across to your horse. And if you're consistent with it your horse can begin then to take that communication whether you're on the ground or lunging or in the saddle and he can begin to actually do what it is that you want him to do he can live up to your expectations could you imagine how much more pleasant your relationship would be if your horse could do that and you know the thing is most horses genuinely want to in fact I'm going to go so far as to say that horses I don't really feel are bad inclined or naughty or any of these words we sometimes kind of banter about a little bit. I just think horses don't understand a lot of the time or they are misunderstood. Okay, so really important. You're clear and then you're using your aids, not just your voice aids. You can also then use your other aids. But what is important is that you're using aids that your horse understands to communicate those boundaries to your horse. Finally, when you are communicating boundaries, it's really important that you're consistent. Like it goes without saying, but I, I mentioned earlier about being kind of up and down all over the place, just kind of however you roll out of bed in the mornings, that's how you get to your horse. He doesn't know who to expect each time, okay? You need to be really, really consistent in order to make any sort of change happen. It's really important as well. Okay, so that all being said, I do think there are three key areas where you can begin to assess your current boundaries and maybe begin to either move, change, or actually just put in place boundaries for you and your horse. So the first is groundwork. And I mentioned it earlier, I think a lot of riders' challenges in the saddle, when it comes to an OTTB, an X-race horse, a retired race horse, a thoroughbred that came from the track, whatever you want to call it, is the fact that the horse his knowledge and expectation of what people want of him on the ground is vastly different to 
what you want right now, okay? What was expected of him when he was at the track is, it's like chalk and cheese compared to what's expected of him now as a pleasure horse or as a riding horse or whatever you want to call him. But in his second or third career, that there is this difference. And often when we don't address this as riders, and and remember, if you're a rider, you're training your horse, so as trainers as well. And what can happen then is it leads to frustration, tension, you know know the horse that keeps circling around you when you're trying to groom it and tack it up, and by the time you actually get in the saddle, you are just like, oh, stand still. That sort of tension. That is not going to add any sort of positive benefits to your relationship in the saddle with your horse on that session, okay? So it's important to address the issues on the ground. From there, I would then suggest having a look at what's going on on the lunge. Now, I personally believe lunging is one of the best tools you have when it comes to reschooling x race horses or OTTBs, okay? So this is why having those boundaries, those clearly marked and clearly enforced boundaries on the lunge is really important. It can be as simple as not cutting corners or turning into you. It can be maybe a little bit more um, complicated in that you are now, you've boundaries regarding speed. That's a biggie, hey? (laughs) But you have different boundaries there for your horse. It could be something like that every time he halts on the track, he does not turn into you. It could be that when he is standing in the center of the arena while you're making any adjustments, he stands still. He's not jigging about and jogging about and walking up and down and moving back and forth. He's lovely and still. They are boundaries, but you need to get clear on what you expect and what those boundaries are before you can begin to communicate them. And again, you have to be consistent. You can't allow one thing one day and then throw a complete wobbler the next day because your horse is doing that same thing and you're just not in the mood for it on that particular day, okay? Have to be consistent. You have to be fair. You know, be fair and compassionate. Very important. Okay, the third area is obviously the most obvious one, the riding. You know, could be as simple as, hey, don't run away with me. (laughs) That's always a good one to have in place. Or it could be things like, this is my leg. When I use my leg like this, I expect you to do this. This is the contact. When I do this, I expect this. Things like that, okay? Things that once you effectively communicate them to your horse, he understands the game, he understands the rules, you can then have a more enjoyable partnership with your horse, regardless of what it is you're doing. And remember, all horses need this work. I focus specifically on thoroughbreds coming from the track, X-ray sources, OTTBs, retired race sources. There's so many different names for them. Those lovely creatures that are now beginning their second or third or fourth career path. I love it. They're so versatile. They're absolutely amazing. Such respect for them. I love them. Um, If you have an OTTB and you're interested in learning how you can begin to redefine the whole contact conversation, because, hey, that can be a big one with the OTTBs, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash checklist, which is a bit strange, but bear with me because not only will I give you an audio training, a free audio training, all about contact with your OTTB, you'll also get a free pre-training checklist that you can use to make sure that your horse is, well, in the best possible health he can be 
before you begin working on his retraining program. You can find all that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash checklist. Okay, have a great week. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Bye.